Welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. Cool. Chatter, 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 chatter. Chatter, chatter, chatter. Chatter, chatter. Rabble, 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 rabble. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. That's that guy from uh, fucking Hellraiser. There's actually, yeah, there's a. Uh, I haven't seen Hellraiser, actually. Really? Yeah, I like to say that I'm a horror movie fan, but I'm like really fucking negligent <laughs> with. It is still Halloween. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a horror horror guy. No, Man, I, I tell you what, though, I, I like psychological horror. So I really, I know that, that there's some problematic aspects to him, but H.P. Lovecraft, I yeah, do yeah, really yeah. enjoy his writing. You know what Maybe. you would really like? Well, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Yeah, Fuck you, Mike. That's not com- <laughs> that's not coming back for season two. What? Have they Is said they're not canceled? doing a season two? Yeah, they, it was supposed to be like The Watchmen. It's like well, they, it's, a oh, one, it's a one season Just, shot. Well, when you get to the end, yeah, when, so, you, when you get to watch end, it's it, like they're it's, not coming back. It's so, pretty self-sufficient. So I, I actually got into it. We're, we're creating a nice Ouroboros of topic right now. Yeah. Um, because I brought up psychological horror because, you know, working from home, sometimes we'll have, I'll have, you know, downtime when I'm just like jamming away working and I'll have a show on in the background. And I just completed the first season of a show called The Terror on, <gasps> yeah, so good. dude, it was on AMC and the original season is about the HMS um, Terror. Yeah. And, and, oh. the, and here's your 40K tie in the Erebus. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Woo. Um, but yeah, no, and it, it's about that. And they're like three year shit show that, you know, none of these dudes come back from trying to discover the Northwest Passage. I yeah, think. They, they were looking for the Northwest Passage. Um, you have paint on your hands. I have paint on my hands. Yeah, dude. But George has no paint. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so the tear. Yeah, no, it, it's really fucking good. Like, there were parts of that where I was just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Terror season one was really good. Did you start season two? I've started season two. I, I We only watched a couple episodes. I enjoyed it, but it, there was so much other stuff to watch that it was just like it did stay on the plate. So, so the, the nice thing about this is that my wife doesn't like horror, and she, she's she runs a liquor store, and so she's an essential worker. And, well, I mean, not that Florida's shut down at all. We're actually but, not. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, so she... she I'm working from home until at least Q2 next year, probably Q3. Um, but she's going in. And so, like, when I have downtime, you know, during the day, this is my chance to get horror stuff in that I've been wanting to watch. And so I'm going to watch that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm one episode into season two, and it's not – I mean, it's fine it's, so far. I'm going to give it some more time. It's yeah. interesting, but the core concept – is not as interesting to me as the HMS terror itself was like Dude, the, the nautical it, stuff. It fucking grabbed me. Season yeah. one, like had me by the scruff and like dragged me along for the ride. Um, and, and this one's interesting. The way that it starts is, is fine. I mean, it, it, it kind of got me like with that very first scene, Yeah, the, but the, the funeral scene, ne- isn't the funeral is the very first thing? It's she dies. And then the funeral, Oh God. And then there's a, a scene where there's two characters walking down a pier and in in like the I, I'm not a cinematographer or filmmaker, but like in the background, I guess. And yeah, background. Duh. You can see this figure following them, mm-hmm. and it's at night, and the figure steps into the light, and you can kind of see it, but it's like 50 yards out, so you just know it's a person. And then, you know, the person in the background gets into the darkness, and they kind of go away, and then they never come back into the fucking light in the next light. It's one. And, like, I, I don't even know what the fuck the two people in the foreground of the shot are talking about because I was just like, the fuck? <laughs> ah, cool. So, anyhow. Yeah, moving on to the actual point podcast. Of this podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, we have sorry, a podcast like to report. <clears throat> no, I mean, I was just the Lovecraft Country thing we were talking about. Just There's great 
shows that do horror very well. Yeah. And then there's horror movies that just are terrible. Yeah. yeah. But no, no I, I like Rob Zombie movies. Ooh. <laughs> Who was it that? <coughs> Excuse me. No, some other podcast that I listened to was talking about Rob Zombie. It was the 40k Badcast. Was it? Yeah, was it, it Badcast? Ca- right. Yeah. Dan I was going to say were like, he's like that guy should stop making movies. What did what did they call him? Like the the Diet Coke of like horror movies. Like he'll get it done, I guess. Like <laughs> there will be a product. I don't know. I haven't seen any of his stuff because I, I like I was talking about. I kind of prefer the more like spooky kind of stuff and not right. you know rip people to shreds. So I will stuff, say, so. if you are a, if you like horror movies, you should check out Cabin in the Woods. Cabin. Fuck yeah, man! One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I okay, fucking so love it. Cabin yeah, yeah, in the Woods. That's, yes, that's a great. Movie. Yeah, no, because what I like about it is because it so intentionally takes apart every aspect of the genre. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just yeah. completely deconstructs oh, yeah. it in the best way. And like, even like, you know, no spoilers, but a guy is like looking forward to this one thing happening, and then that's the thing that kills him. You're right. And he realizes it as it's happening, and it's just like the funniest goddamn <laughs> scene. <laughs> well, it's like everybody that I talk to about that, like when it when it first came out. They were like, I can't tell you anything about it. Yeah. Like, they just said, like, I want you to just watch it. Because if I tell you anything about it, it's going to ruin the surprise. Yeah. It's so, it's such a great movie. That's, that's like, one of Chris Hemsworth's first movies, too. I believe yeah, I think they it was, like, right it. after Thor. No, it was before, because yeah, that movie uh, was made, and then it was it was shelved for about two years due oh, to budget wow. issues. Yeah, so... And then, of course, like, he kind of became famous, and that movie came out. So, yeah, but did, highly, did, highly recommend Cabin in the Woods Did Joss Whedon make Cabin in the he Woods? He did. Yep, that was... That uh, was I, thought, I thought it was. I, I just couldn't remember. Yep. <laughs> that first scene, just like, are you even paying attention to me? <laughs> just keeps driving. <laughs> yeah, definitely check that out. I actually, <clears throat> on the subject of horror, I was reading in White Dwarf. They had the, the horror, because it was the October issue. They had a, the ghost story of... Uh, of that issue it was pretty good it was like a ghost train that picks people up and takes them to riches i'm gonna have to go uh, back and read that i haven't gotten to read through too much of that issue yet uh, spoiler alert it's not riches (laughs) 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 your hubris hubris betrayed you (laughs) but uh because in 40k everything sucks for everybody yeah and if you ever any any inkling of hubris and you're gonna get fucked in 40k so be humble <laughs> actually i am reading that uh the warhammer crime novel right no, is now. it good it's pretty good yeah which yeah, ones is it um which one is it it's the uh god i don't even know the title because i'm just <laughs> it's really it's sticking with them guys <laughs> uh i i've been debating sticking my toe into the warhammer horror the, the, the horror maybe yeah. the, the crime one i'm having a hard time with because it's like it's like Chris Raid or right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's it, a great guy. Lord of Silent. Lords of Silence. That's a great one. It's it's good. I think like he's got a lot of world building to do because mm-hmm. it takes place on, on like this this hive city where this very rich uh like scion of a family goes missing and he's tasked with he's like, Well, I don't know what you want me to do. People go missing every single day in the hive. I don't know what you want me to do and then the family's like, Well, you're gonna do it anyway because we're rich and powerful and that's the way forty K works. So now he's got to like go find these people reluctantly, and it's 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 pretty good. It's just it it's got a lot of world building, but we'll see what happens. I'll I'll give a a review. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so kind of going into our actual podcast at hand. I mean, I guess that that is why we're here. Yeah, is it? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. You guys were, didn't just come over to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> 
so it's only awkward if you make it awkward well i'm making it awkward and it's awkward yes (laughs) sweet yeah so i think um today we're kind of almost doing like a retrospective of certain things not necessarily of the year but i know we've got uh three things that we kind of want to cover um I think uh, you know one of them's going to be games that we'd like to see come back or make a reappearance. Yeah. Um, games that we want to play that currently exist, and then things that we're looking forward um, to. And I think each one of us is going to kind of take the lead on each one of those topics. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who do you guys want to go first. You go, George. Uh, I'll start with the uh, the Ghost of Christmas now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> games that are already out um, that we have in some cases or really want to get and get to the table and uh, I've kind of got a, a couple of those because there's stuff that I've picked up that I'm really excited about or have been really excited about but because of you know all of this as Life. I gesture to the universe around us in this this uh, darkest timeline uh, we just it, the, it has not taken priority when we have managed to get right. together and, and get some games to the table and I think the two main ones uh, one is uh I'm not going to make reference to the one that they were y'all were making fun of me about whatever we were talking about this because I'm relic actually relic plate relic you're looking forward to relic plate <laughs> I have that, well but I'm, I said I wasn't going to talk about it because I'm actually more looking forward to getting Malifaux on the table sweet yeah which Malifaux for those of you at home who aren't aware of is a horror western themed skirmish game it's so you know and I maybe you guys have spoken to this and I've just tuned out because I know that we have talked about Malifaux in the past but I didn't really pick up like because I'm not experienced with it, but I guess Mike uh, Hutchison right. on our lot, well, two episodes ago was talking about how like Malifaux is like a game where it's not just like beat each other to the sixes or no, something no. like yeah. that was the term <laughs> that he yeah. used. But it's, it's, a, it's like it's a very much a, a an objective based game. It's yeah. actually both of the games that I'm going to talk about. That's that's part of what makes me but, excited about getting them there. And the objectives are cool, mm-hmm. you know. But it's not just like in 40k where it's have more uh, have more dudes standing on no, this you, arbitrary spot on you, the board. It's like go you know go and do something, tickle like, that guy's ass a little bit, you know. Like <laughs> and uh, the the thing part of what so we actually my wife and I picked up two of what's called a crew box which is like the equivalent of their starter box you get you um the what's called a master which is like you have to have at least one master in your crew to put a a crew together right and then uh they're basically there's some of their signature units that go with them and the way malifo uh the current edition malifo works is you pick a keyword and your crew is if you buy if you're buying units for that keyword they're, they're they're one cost if you go off of that keyword but you're still in your faction they're more expensive um so we bought. We actually bought them for D and D miniatures because I was looking for a. Um, I was looking for like a gunslinging looking dude and a dog, and there was a guy named uh, McCabe, I believe is the character's name, and they have a model of him on his horse or him on foot. There's a dog and some other people running around with him, like some other, some of his other uh, ne'er do wells, and then uh, my wife was going to be playing this bardic character, and she kind of ended up picking up this uh, basically saloon chorus girl type of uh, crew mm-hmm. that are all per- stage performers. Everyone in there is a, is a bunch of stage performers and they have like these little magic tokens. But we picked them up. She painted up her crew. I painted up a, the, the pieces I needed for my crew for the D&D game. Um, and the lore was still just kind of like, the more I'd read about it, I was just like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So I ended up picking up the third edition rule book and the guy that I picked up, McCabe, he's part of the new faction that's going to be launched in November called 
uh, I believe the it's the Explorers Explorer Society, and it's basically all pulp explorers. It's the whole theme. So like, there's one guy who's a big game hunter. Um, there, there's another person who's like this weird um, like master of mystery spider woman that, that ties into this weird otherworldly setting that it's in. Um, there's another guy who is basically he works for the equivalent of the uh, Department of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Hmm. So you know if you're familiar with your World War II and World War One history, you, you should have an idea that's what became eventually the uh, British Secret Service. Um, <laughs> but you know imagine that, but with shadow magic, and that's that's like yeah. one of the the crew themes you could be able to build. And the fact that there's a lot of interesting objective play going on, and it's not a dice based system; it's a card based system. And not like a custom cards. It's like, here's my deck of poker cards we're dealing out. And there's a cheating mechanic where I can sneak cards in to, like, nudge my roll as needed. But it's a limited resource because I don't always have those cards available. Just sounds really appealing. Hmm. And the other game that I'm really looking forward to, to getting to the table, it's another highly objective one. And that is, Mike, I know you you know what it is because you want to play... Crisis Protocol. Crisis Protocol. I was uh, going to say Relic Blade. <laughs> yeah, I, play. I mean, I do want to play Relic Blade. I got, I, I've got two teams fully painted up and a bunch of terrain for it. It just never takes priority. Um, but Crisis Protocol is really nice because, uh, like before, like you were saying about Malifaux, you 100%, it's probably even more than Malifaux, you, you're playing to objectives. Hmm. And part of the game is actually putting forward what objectives you, like each, each player puts forth half of the objectives, and that's going to determine the total size of the team you're going to build and what two things are going on that you can score victory points for. You explicitly get no victory points for knocking out other superheroes. Okay. If you like, if you have Captain America on your team and I take out Captain America, that just means you have one less piece on the field to go do the objective. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the inherent bonus on there. And you're taking out America's ass. How dare you. How dare you. You think this A on my helmet stands for France? Oh, that's, Mark Millar. Uh, <laughs> the Ultimates. I knew exactly what you're talking about. But um, what's really cool about Crisis Protocol is it really, unlike other games where like, oh, I'm playing, uh, I'm playing Imperial Knights, but I really like this one model from another army. Putting it in my army is a pain in the ass. Um, in Crisis Protocol, the equivalent of uh, your affiliation, your faction, uh, anybody could be in it. You just have to have half of your active roster be that team and then you can get that team's ability so if i want to have the red skull spider-man uh crossbones and deadpool all in one team when they finally when they eventually release deadpool because he's not out yet uh you can you can just mix it miss and mix and match Mm -hmm. because you see that happening in the comics all the time isn't that like what hero clicks does too uh it's a little bit different though hero clicks is like the well, I, I don't know how... We don't have to get into the detail. <laughs> honestly, I don't know with uh, with Heroclix and the affiliations. I don't know how the rules work. I haven't right. played Heroclix since it first came out. Um, I don't think anybody really knows how to play Heroclix. They, yeah, there's, I, I, there's I two how, people that do. I knew how to open the box, and then whenever I got the unique Silver Ring guys, sell it back to the shop I just yeah, bought the box for. That's exactly what to, you do. So, so that I didn't have to actually pay cash. Um, but the... One really exciting thing about Crisis Protocol is that they're about to release, and this has been the joke from when the game launched, was when are we going to see the X-Men? When are we going to see the X-Men? Mm-hmm. And the December, or sorry, not December, the November releases for that are all X-Men and Brotherhood of Mutants themed. So we're going to get Magneto, we're going to get Toad, we're going to get Sabretooth and Mystique, we're going to get Wolverine, Beast, uh, Storm, and Cyclops. 
and be able to, to start getting them in the rotation, which is really cool. And I can't wait to throw a building at Cyclops. <laughs> that, that's 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 legitimately one of the things I'm looking forward to doing, preferably with Thor. I don't know why. I'm going to counterpoint, and I'm going to say the Marauders, when they were led by Gambit, with Gambit, Psylocke, Shatterstar. And that would be awesome. Mark, and then Mr. Uh, Sinister. I, I personally yeah. I personally want uh, X-Factor led by Multiple Man when they were the detective agency. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That too. would be phenomenal. See, so, I mean, there's, there's some cool stuff that they could be doing with that one, too. Um, but, yeah, up. I'm excited about that. I want to play that with you, George. Um, you brought up Psylocke, and it made me sad because Olivia Munn was wasted. <laughs> yes. Out remember of all the, the lead acting, up to that? There, remember yeah. the lead up to that where, like, it's like she's going to be, like, a fucking badass, and she's got, like, two lines and, like, floats in once, and it's like, and the funny That's thing it. is, like, in the comic book, Psylocke's a total badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... 100%. 100%. Just, like, just going around fucking people up. And, like... Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame her. So, what about you guys? Do y'all have any games that y'all have... Nope. ...sitting at the table? <laughs> no. <kidding>. Well, <laughs> Zach, in Zach, your case, we no, know no, that no, you're, no, like, no, I'm is it 40K? I, I, I do actually... No, oh, no oh, I, oh. I do actually have oh. two non-40K things that I very much want to play. Ooh, so please share. I'm, yeah, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I've mentioned these before, but I mean they're both RPGs. Okay. Um, I, I really want to play literally all of the End of the World. Oh RPGs. yeah, yeah, you oh, yeah. I, I very much want to play that. Um, it looks like a really cool system. Um, I don't have any of the books, but you know I can get them here in fifteen fucking seconds with Amazon Prime. So you know whenever we get our shit together and start doing. Um, one shot theater yeah that thing <laughs> yeah um, it's coming then, yeah yeah i mean hopefully you know that'll be one of the things that we do um several times because i don't know man it just from flipping through the books it looks like each one of the books has like five or ten scenarios and they all look super interesting you know to just flesh out and play around in because the the feeling that i get from that is that's very much like that book serves as the basis and you just fucking run with it mm-hmm. from there which is really cool and i like that aspect of rpgs um kind of sticking i mean you know referencing back to our you know cosmic horror theme that we were talking about earlier another rpg call of cthulhu i still very much would like to play yeah. that um you know I, I i follow another um like live playthrough podcast that does exclusively call of cthulhu campaigns and like just the mechanics sound awesome and i really enjoy the uh, kind of storylines that they've been able to explore through that and from what i've read um, about Call of Cthulhu. So, you know, those are definitely my two big ones that I'm looking uh, forward to. That's an interesting thing just occurred to me mm-hmm. is that I've never actually played Call of Cthulhu. I've played a lot of offshoot games, hmm. um, including games that use the same rule system but aren't Cthulhu-themed. Right. Or, um, and games that are Cthulhu-themed but are, don't use the Call of Cthulhu rules. But I've never actually played Call of Cthulhu, so yeah. that's something I definitely would like to do. Yeah, for sure. Looks good. <laughs> Guys, Mike's going away to talk to his wife. He doesn't value our time. To- oh, hey, Mike. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I thought I heard your name, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what a- I'm, I'm, I have some games that yeah, I Yeah, all about that. Yeah, I mean, that's a- that's pretty much it. I mean, I want to play End of the World, and I want to play Call of Cthulhu, and... I, so I, I look yeah. forward to murdering you in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, life. hell yeah, man. And probably into the world, too, because from what I understand, that is not a forgiving system, So which right. is fine by me. I like those unforgiving games. Yeah, dude. No, like, that's one of the things that pisses me off about D&D so much. Like, everyone just 
or I don't know, maybe it's just with my experience, like everyone expects to like live through the whole journey. And it's like, no bitch, you're just some dude that like was on the street two weeks ago. And now you're fighting a fucking like tomb spider or something, or I don't know, you know, it's like, no, you don't live through this murder. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What are some games that are, that, that are out there in the wild that you want desperately? Well, first thing I want to play is, uh, my Blackstone Fortress copy. Oh, yeah. you have a Blackstone Fortress copy? I just got it, oh. actually. So it's out of print. You, know, you can't buy it anywhere. Nope. You know it who was, else has a Blackstone Corp Fortress copy? Would, that, would George be the answer to that? Yes, George? yes. Ah. So, that's, I've tried to get to the table so many times, my life's just like, eh. So, I'd play through that. So sure. I found it for, basically, it was MSRP. Yep. Uh, and I bought Sweet. Like, not a second thought. Just bought it as soon as I saw it. Um, a few places around town still have it, yeah. um, but it's going out of print pretty quick, and it's Warhammer Quest. And I used to have the original Warhammer Quest, so I really want to play this one. Uh, some guys at the Borderlands tournament a, co a couple weeks back were telling me about it. Oh, sweet. They, he actually bought the, uh, so, the White Dwarf because it has a supplement in there mm -hmm. for it. And I was like, how do you like it? And he's like, dude, we play it like every week. So what's, actually, what's extremely interesting to me is like if we would play through your box... There's an envelope at the end that has like the the reward for finding the vault at the center of the Blackstone Fortress. Mm -hmm. The reward that's in your box is probably not the same as the reward that's in my box. Oh, really? They have like a selection of rewards that they they randomly distribute amongst the boxes. Hmm. There's like just a little envelope, and it's like this is the vault reward, and it's like the item cards or whatever. I I don't even know what else what it's in that. Oh, envelope. really? But the envelopes contents are different. Wow. I don't know how many varieties, like how many variations they have. But my understanding is that there is a good number of variations, so there's a high probability that we would not have the same contents. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I Especially because we didn't buy it from the same store. Yep, yep. So hmm. it wasn't the same shipment. Um, there's a few other games. I want to play my... I have a copy of Judge Dredd, Helter Skelter. Uh, I want to play that just because I'm a Judge Dredd fan, and I really want to play that where you can play as, like, the criminals, Judge Dredd, or the Strontium Dogs. And I, I am the law. Yeah. <laughs> I am the law. <laughs> Uh, That's a good movie, damn it. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's so really is the remake. Okay, it's a good 80s action movie. All it was right. in the 90s, though. You know what? Fuck you we with your numbers. We had this discussion <laughs> with you and Rob where he Did said we? where we were arguing about movies for like a good hour and a half. That was a good discussion, if man. It, and then it, I somehow killed the fucking discussion by giving my three favorites. And no response to I, that. <laughs> I would. I will say this Rob in defense here, of the like Judge Dredd movie. Yeah, I know, if you real. completely Shrek's scrubbed out Judge Dredd and just had it as a generic sci-fi cop movie, it would. I would agree that it's an okay. But it's just so not, not Judge Dredd. The, the remake, though. Okay. With, so with it, Carl Urban? The Carl yeah, Urban the, one's that, amazing. That shit yeah, slaps. Yeah. I'm sorry. I will not hear any other. Just go, and, no, I don't think there is any other opinion. No, no that, that's, that's amazing. That I'm, yeah. What I was talking about scrubbing the Dread is the Stallone one. The Stallone yeah, yeah. one. But wreck on that for sure. No, because it's a well, the law, Stallone yeah. movie. Zach, I have the law. It's like saying demolition. <laughs> it's the law. Shut up. I don't want to hear about your fucking Stallone. Yeah, we should do an episode where we all take, take an 80s action hero, and that's whose voice we do for the entire... <laughs> and that's how we get our listenership down <laughs> to zero. That's how we end the podcast. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, I mean, even even the original Judge Dredd movie, like, as stupid as it is, it's still, like, a fun fucking movie. It's like, it's like watching, like, Commando. Have you guys seen Commando? <laughs> yes. It's the yes. dumbest goddamn movie of all time. <laughs> he, like... That's raises a fucking deer in the beginning montage of that movie. Yeah, all right. And it's amazing. I'll give you that. And then it's like Rob Schneider's riding around in the food robot in Judge Dredd. <laughs> there, there, are some, there are some good bits in there. 
And he's like, I think that's I think that's where I'm gonna live. And it's like the really nice there. And they're like, yeah, right. And then it like lands. It's like you're in the middle of a gang war. Please seek shelter. And it's like, yeah, all right, I'll give it to you. It's pretty good. And then he gets the double whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> I'm the. <laughs> do a Patreon episode where we like review fucking the Running Man, the Demolition Man. First of all, the Running Man is the running probably man is, one of the best great. Yeah. like Schwarzenegger movies ever made. But you know who's an unsung action movie star? Kurt Russell, with Escape from New York and Escape from LA. But is he unsung or is he just overshadowed? I think he's right where he needs to be because he I, made okay. Big Trouble in Little China. Snape, Snape. That's Listen. a great movie. <laughs> that is an amazing movie. Right. I thought you were about to say like Liam Neeson, and I was going to kick you out the window. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> like he, he's extremely well sung and wasn't an action hero up until a couple of years ago. And then they made like seven Taken movies. <laughs> taken seven, somehow Taken again. <laughs> you would think this guy would just lock his family in a vault by now, but he did. Taken seven, get this bitch a gun. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I, you know, I have, I, I always used, uh, there's games in my closet, like that closet on those shelves in there. And yep. I know that there's probably one that I'm missing, but, um, Imperial Assault's another one I wanted to play. Yes. Um, I've never played that one. I'd which love, I actually have the Doom one. board game, but yeah. that's the old copy of Doom. Um, but yeah, so there's some, there's some other shit in there that definitely needs to get played. Um, Forbidden Stars. Yeah, Forbidden Stars. So that, that game's that, that's, that's in our next segment. Which we should uh, probably go into, but yeah, Imperial Assault, and then I have the the Bespin uh, Gambit. I, I, Mike, I just want to share for the readers that I opened up your little hobby closet here, and a wave of like resin vapor hit me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, yeah. so for the rest of the podcast, Zach will be high. <laughs> be getting a little weird. Um. So yeah, like those are kind of the games I want to play: Imperial Assault, Blackstone Fortress. Um, Helter Skelter, and uh, is Helter Skelter a different game than the Judge Dredd? That's Judge Dredd. Oh, okay. All and right. then uh, I want to play Betrayal. I have not actually gotten a chance to play Betrayal yet, and I have Betrayal right. at Baldur's Gate, not Betrayal oh. at uh, House in the Haunted Hill. I want to play that. Yeah, yeah, me sure. too. I've the, heard great. The things amazing about thing that. what we could do is we could get there's a maybe we could do this for a review. Get there's a legacy version where you actually play through a story that changes the board every game. Like yeah, you add yeah, tiles. yeah, yeah. We've played. My wife yeah, and I. That did, how, that, I thought that's how you played it. Well, was the, the fault, tiles? The fault betrayal. Well, the fault betrayal has a deck of tiles that yeah. you're building the haunted house. Yeah. Betrayal Legacy, you play from. It actually tells a storyline. You start in 1666, and you play every so many. The nice. game. The game has like specific gears you're playing in, and tiles will get added to the deck. Tiles will get taken out. Items, NPCs, encounters, and it tells a whole storyline ending in modern day. Mm-hmm. George, I'm here for it, man. Yeah, me too. That sounds good. That should yeah. be the first <laughs> thing we play. Uh, but yeah, so that's really uh, Betrayal. I, I guess we got to track down a copy of Legacy. Legacy. I mean, it's still in print. It's it's actually the most recent version, I think, that that's come out because I think it came out after uh, um, cool. the, the D&D-themed one. Well, let's, I'll see if I can track it down because I was actually... And there's another game I want to play, and it's Gloomhaven. Yo, Gloomhaven. Yep. That, that game is... But it's gi- huge. It's ginormous. Yeah, yeah we have to play it. We like got copies lot. of that. That came out when I was working at the game store. And well, there, there's actually about to be a sequel called uh, Frosthaven. I believe it's already right. out. It's already out. Is, yeah, Frost- out. is yeah. Frosthaven already out? I, I, so. I think it's like close. It's impending. It's, yeah, well, it kickstarted, but I don't think it's on shelves yet. Because right. they had the Jaws, the Jaws of the Lion, which is like a prequel to Gloomhaven. It's like a mini campaign. It's a, They had them at the shop last time we were there playing... It's like a, a little $50 box as opposed to the 
hundred something. Hundo. Yes. Straight 200 bucks. Cool. That thing, I remember getting those. That thing, the 30 that pound box. box. Yeah, it's fucking Huge. heavy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff. It's got some shit. It's actually it. for Amazon right now. It's 106 bucks. Haha. Yeah. 106? 106. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. Part of that was the um, the Frosthaven people. Like, if you back Frosthaven, you could buy oh. Gloomhaven at a super discount. Right. So there's a lot of people that, are, that got it. So the market isn't, it isn't as, as in high demand. But, no, it looks like an interesting game. I definitely would like to play it at some point. Yeah. So, um, cool. Lots of games that are out right now that are begging for attention from us. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that was the Ghost of Christmas Present. So what is yeah. it? Ghost of Christmas, Christmas Past. Past? Yeah, that's yeah, me. That's Mike. Yeah. Mike's I, ooh, I have a question, though. So... Past is supposed to Let's talk first. about uh, yeah. Muppets Christmas Carol really quick. Do you, do and how know, it's the best Muppets it, movie. It's actually the most textually accurate. Accurate. I know. My yeah. wife thinks that uh, Treasure Island's the best Muppets movie, but she's fucking wrong. Because <laughs> which it's one Christmas did, what, Carol. Which one were we saying? We said you said Treasure Island. I really I really I really like fire. Treasure Island, but I also really I do like it's really hard for me to say I dislike any Muppets movie. No, right. no, no, no. I don't well, like I, mean, I don't the, dislike any of them. Let's rewind that. <laughs> If you exclude 40k, then like the Muppets are my favorite thing I, on earth. But like, I, honestly, the Muppets should make a 40k movie. Just saying, oh, <laughs> like with with uh, with Kermit, and he's like, he's like the crossover no one wanted. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what is it? Uh, it's like a uh, laziness is a like I can't do the voice, but it's like laziness is a affront to the emperor. Like, you <laughs> when know? he executes, okay, you, you, like, you know, God, like, you know, Godzilla like, would be a chaos cultist. What? Yeah, God, of course. God Miss Miss Peggy would be like sanguinous, sanguinous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. Someone, Jim someone Henson. I hope Jim you're Henson listening. Studios. Someone get Disney on the line. Get Jim Henson on the phone. <laughs> Tell him it's the so, guys from the right. tabletop dropout. So, so what, what? Which one did we decide we're going to? I don't. Games you wish would come back. Okay, Mike, that's yours. Lead it. Yeah. So right now I can't. I have to knock three off the list right away. Fuck. Hero Quest is getting rebought. So that, mm-hmm. that boom, boom. You can't bring that Brought one it up. back. Boom, roasted. Uh, and then uh, Mutant uh, Chronicles: Siege of the Citadel. That got rebooted. Boom. I wasn't aware of that one. And then so basically, here's what we have left. Um, I want Warhammer Quest back to its fantasy setting. Like the actual Silver Tower, to not like, not like Silver Tower. Like oh, talking oh. like back when it had like the talking like the old world that was plastic fantasy battles, uh, doorways that like add to the actual. You had to click that shit together, and it would always bend the cardboard. That that shit, um, and then the uh, Battlefleet Gothic is another one. Oh, Battlefleet yeah. Gothic! I'll ask you to not take the one that I'm gonna say. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I won't. I won't take that one. Yeah. Uh, and then Mordheim. Yep. So I want to play Mordheim because Mordheim is, I think, like Frostgrave and just the grimmest, darkest setting ever. And it would just be so great to play. Isn't that what uh, McCullough said, basically? That, like, it, it kind of... He did draw some inspiration from Mordheim, yeah. but a lot of his mechanics are much Oh, yeah, no, they're Mordheim. totally the different. That, the fact yeah. that Skaven are playable as a warband in... Mordheim makes me extremely happy and want to want to play it. I know. It just, I, I, want to play a, but I want to make a bunch of gutter runners that just run around murdering people. But you know what? It's so much terrain, and it's a goal. Like, that's my goal. I want to have enough terrain to play Mordheim. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few. Let's see. What else do I wish would come back? Um, what's out of print? Like, Forbidden Stars needs a rebound, but um, let me see here. 
What was that game? And you may know this game, George. It was the one with the, the VC, the VHS. A was, nightmare and no. atmosphere. No, no. It, Are you talking about one where they had the the Crypt Keeper and it was like a horror theme thing? That one, and then that, the, that was nightmare. Nightmare, and then the the dragon. Strike. Oh, dragon, dragon strike. strike! Yes, I want to see Dragon Strike come back. Dragon Strike was like I think I still yeah I feel like I've have, seen these. I may still have my copy of it because that was actually Dragon. Fun fact: I got into D and D because my aunt one Christmas bought me a copy of Dragon Strike and a couple issues of Dragon Magazine, and my mom cursed her for years to come. <laughs> uh, That's I, what started you on this path. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is cool. And Some then, good old satanic panic stuff, huh? Well, no, my mom. What year was this? My, my mom. This was like uh, late, like eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, yeah, right in the middle of uh, satanic. It, it was, but my, my parents never bought into that. <laughs> okay, it right. was more just they. I, that's part of what kept me as a inside. I don't want to go out and do things, nerd. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's what my mom was cursing. Not so much the fact that I was playing D anD D because she didn't. She's like, it's yeah, a book, whatever. She was reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was the, but now he doesn't want to do anything athletic like we kind of had him interested in before. It kind of ate that part of my brain that was like, I could play football and basketball. And now I'm like, no, I can roll dice. I can fight dragons. That sounds so much cooler than throwing a ball at a hoop. For sure. But yeah, no, I want to see that come back. Maybe put it on Blu-ray instead. Maybe up the production value yeah, just a little bit. I, yeah, but not, much. A little bit. not much. It, not, it, 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 it still needs to... needs to be corny and can't be like the, like the, uh, like the cut scenes from like Command and Conquer. When they're talking to you, and they're like, and it's like well, Kane, and he's like a bald dude, and it's like totally a green screen background. Wasn't Tim Curry in Red Alert? Yes, uh, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah he was. okay, he awesome. Was. Yes, I thought so. Tim Curry, God, RIP him. He's not dead. Tim Curry's not dead. I don't think he's dead. I think it, he's dead. Let's, you know, I need to look this up because this actually came up on a podcast that I was listening. And to And we learned today that Sean Connery passed that, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, we're recording this the day that the day that Bond died. Well, I have thoughts well, on that. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I, I just, We're not going to go into this right uh, now. I, I just tossed Curry. a controversial bomb in the room. Yeah, Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah. Tim Curry's alive. Um, He's alive? Yes, yeah. because I, this it's funny because when I was running on Monday, I was listening to a podcast that talked about this, and one of the hosts on that podcast was like, R.I.P., and someone was like, he, he didn't fucking die. I've been he, believing that Tim Curry was dead had, for like a he, decade. No, he you know, had, I've met Tim Curry. I don't know if I've told you. Man, what? fuck you, George. God, God gosh, to meet all living this life. Jeez. I was, I was an extra Wearing in a movie clutch shirt. that he filmed in South Louisiana. <laughs> Which movie? What movie? It was called, the original title was called The Scoundrel's Wife. Um, it was re-released as the home front. It was about POW camps in South Louisiana because that actually existed. Yeah. Uh, and I've not heard of this. German uh, uh, U-boats in the Gulf of Mexico. Tatum O'Neill starred in it. Um, Tatum O'Neill. She was the uh, previous uh, youngest person to ever win Best Supporting Female He's Actress. He's talking about Channing Tatum. He's Channing Tatum, not Tatum O'Neill. I said the wrong name. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're 100% correct. It's Tatum O'Neill. It's no. not Channing Tatum. Wait. That's the dude from Magic uh, Mike. <laughs> I'm which just I am. Magic Mike dancing in a POW. Mike, which Mike I'm going gonna, gonna to come out and say it. That's not really a bad movie, honestly. I enjoyed it. Well, so, anyhow. If any of our listeners have ever managed to see The Homefront, because it was not a very widely released movie... Um, and you see the scene where they're in a dance hall during the bo- and announce the bombing of Pearl Harbor. I'm in that scene. You see me for like a split second. <laughs> Sweet. But I got to meet Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry is not dead. He had a, a massive stroke oh, about yeah, 10 years ago. Was. Yeah, oh. he's still alive. I believe he lives in like Spain or something. Um, Good for him. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So um, I hope he gets trick-or-treaters today. Well, I don't know that they do that. 
And I, I don't know exactly where he lives, but I'm pretty sure that the U.S. is the only country. Halloween that really is universal holiday. God damn it! It is a national treasure. Not no, it's not because like we talked about dressing up at work yesterday, and one of my English teammates, who is obviously in London right now, um, was like, "Why would we dress up?" And yeah, like so, it's not a thing, man. It's different. It's what different I mean? over there. America, USA, number one. Fuck you, Zach. USA. USA. What are you saying? Fuck me. I know what Halloween is. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Tim Curry is alive. Do you have anything else on that front, Mike? No. Okay, good. Because you Listeners, told me not to if take you the one forgot, that everybody If you've forgotten, we're talking about games we want to come back now. I know that we've gone through eight different subjects. <laughs> um, anyhow, on the subject, I'd like to see Epic come back. 440k. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good call. And I feel like yeah. I feel like we're really close, like because we've got Titanicus, we've got um, Aeronautica Imperialis, they're the same scale, and you know there's some enterprising people out there that have you know created rules for them to work together. We just need the tiny little boys, you know, to run around at the feet of the Titans. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna be all about it. Like, I I would love to. I don't know. It's weird because I've got this thing like. I spend most of my time playing 40k, but like so many other games are interesting to me, and Titanicus is right up there at the top of that list. Like, I didn't list it earlier in games we want to play just because I don't feel like there's an audience for it. But man, yeah, it's so cool, dude. That's that's on the list uh, I should have mentioned because I have a, the big Warlord Edition box that because there's I haven't had anybody to play with, I haven't finished putting models. I mean, together. I'd probably you know toss a couple of coins at you. For half of it, because right, it's like two factions, right? Yeah, it's two halves. Um, well, maybe, maybe I'd, we'll I'd see. Do them up as the uh, the guys that were with the um, world leaders, so that I can have Ursus claws. Yeah, why are they Ursus claws? The um, uh, the games that I would like to see come back. One's a board game, and one feels a little bit like a cheat because it's spiritually related to uh, Battlefleet Gothic. But I would love to see for the board game. There was this board game that uh, we had in my circle of friends growing up called Omega Virus. So Omega Virus, Mike's always tells me he's played Omega Virus. I've never heard of this. So yeah. the whole thing with Omega Virus is you are these uh, astronauts trapped on a space station and a virus has infected the AI that runs it. And this was in one of the most 90s things possible. There was like a little computer and you had to like run around to get yep. the passcode to break the computer. Yes. And it was a basically the, the little tiger electronic style computer in the middle was like a timer and every now and then it would like make things happen where like the board would change a little bit not a lot because it was a 90s board game but <laughs> I would like to see it like full, go fully app driven where like a slot where you could put a phone in the middle of the board to be the AI yeah and like have a ton of interactive elements on the board yeah, that'd be cool yeah, like, be like cool. doors are slamming in your face and fires venting on you and the game is just trying to murder you right. and you, while you're trying to get the punch code so you can go in the middle and like frantically punch it down before the you know, the whole space station explodes. I would love, love, whoever owns the rights to this, bring it back to me, please. Yeah. Um, I would put another board game on there called Keys to the Kingdom, but I think Restoration Games has said that that's coming back, so uh, I won't go into detail mm. about it. If I'm wrong and they are, they are not making a remake of Keys to the Kingdom, uh, Restoration Games get on that. Uh, but if they are, it's a fun fantasy adventure game. Right. The other game, that the one that's a bit of a cheat, is uh, is basically the fantasy version of... Uh, it's. I don't know which one actually came first, though, but it was called Manowar or yep. Dreadfleet. Yep. Uh, Manowar yeah, yeah, yeah. Manowar, Manowar was, well, Manowar was the first one, but yeah. I mean, as, in regards to Battlefleet Gothic, I don't know which one 
they had put out oh, first because they also had uh, they had Space Fleet was the like true predecessor to Battlefleet Gotham. Yeah, which that game was weird. It had a gameable like um, Space Fleet. The the actual predecessor to Battlefleet Gothic directly had a box that you would like throw your dice into and shit to like do things. Huh. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, just the idea of like fantasy naval battles sounds amazing, especially whenever like you import all of the and they can make an Age of Sigmar. They can. Toss it in one of the realms. I don't care where they said it. I just want fantasy naval battles. Dreadfleet's got like a big following. Like Dreadfleet, which following. the weird thing about Dreadfleet is, if I'm not mistaken, Man of War is the one that had actual expansions where Dreadfleet was just, know. here's the box, and it, it had like the capital ship for each faction, and the idea was just, it was a, this was all you ever got. You never got I anything so. beyond Dreadfleet. Yeah, I, I don't think it was ever supported past the box. Yeah, because that, it, that was also in like '90s GW. Yeah, so. well, it, it came out on the same time as Battlefleet Gothic, and Battlefleet Gothic did well, so it got support. And I don't think Dreadfleet did well initially, mm-hmm. so it was it was a fire and forget game. Yeah, I would just love to be able to like have a big stupid Skaven fleet of weird mad science and plague and awesome. and just blow like myself up Greek That's... fire but Skaven yeah <laughs> Greek fire but it sets the air on fire yeah. instead of the water like <laughs> we, we broke reality again guys <laughs> we shoot something at the moon hell yeah shoot a mountain at the moon your house specifically <laughs> my house a castle um, and also Space Hulk oh, yeah damn well, it fuck man I mean Space Hulk is what we were talking teams. about it. Yeah, in between games, like we could, I mean, in between recording episodes, like if we took like Zone Mortalis rules and used your terrain, fucking boop. Space yep. Space Hulk's not a hard game to come up with. I feel like like you, you just cannibalize. When was the last time they printed it? Because they printed that. I know, bro. They well, they printed a like super fancy edition like within the past five years, mm. but it was like super well, super. First of all, they had Overkill. That was that was. Um, well, that was just Death a box set. And, yeah, uh, that was. Gene Steelers. Yeah. That was a board game. Was it? Yeah, it was a board game. Oh. Hmm. And then there was, uh, and that was Overkill, and that was the Death Watch, and then the, and that was around the time of Seventh. Yeah. Because Seventh was the, uh, the Dark Angels, and the, what was the? Chaos. And Chaos. Dark Vengeance. Dark Vengeance. Yeah. Yep. So that was around that time period. And then there was, uh, yeah, so there was another one. It was a Death Watch box, too, but. Uh, but yeah, Space Hulk would be cool. Death Mask, maybe. Mm. Is that the one with Harlequins? Death Watch. Man, that would have been such a cool box. I feel like that's something. Nice. I could be wrong. Um, cool, good. So is that what we uh, want to see brought back? We said Battlefleet Gothic, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we definitely love did. to see some Gushed some BFG. Um, I'm gonna throw a loop in, guys. Um, we are gonna talk about projects that we're looking forward to. But question for you. If you could, what game would you invent or what game, I don't know, it's hard to phrase, but like what is not in game form that you would like to see in game form? Okay. I have a, I have a, a, a game take on that. It's actually something I've been kind of kicking around some design mm-hmm. notes on. Not, nothing very, very far along, but the idea of, so I'm, I'm an old world darkness fan. So mm-hmm. I like a lot of that urban fantasy, but with a horror element. And I would love to see a skirmish game that's about modern cults fighting over arcane power. That was my fucking uh, idea. Ah! It was in the 19th century, you asshole. No, mine is specifically like modern street gangs, but like uh, with secret powers and stuff. That's fucking cool. Like First yeah. box set, expansion pack. Yeah. But so like, the and one of the things that I, I love is like, if you think about it, how often are you in modern day operating under imperfect information? And that's like one of the big things I would love the idea of like, 
you would see me moving points around on the board like ba empty bases, but I don't have to put anything actually on there until you have line of sight on me. Something like sort of like infinity, um, okay. but with a more like uh, a, a more specific to this concept rule set, which the idea would be like, oh, we're being quiet. I could maybe do something that would re I'd have to place a bottle on that where that base is and reveal what it what it is, but it's actually all flexible until contact happens. So so yours is a tabletop. Mine would be a yeah. tabletop game, hundred yeah. percent. Sweet. Yeah. So would mine. Yep. So mine would be kind of it's it's similar to George, but in a different way. Um, mine would basically involve two uh, three to four players uh, that are all an investigator, but each one has a different role. So like there's a like a technologist and this is all in the 19th century so obviously the technologist would be very rudimentary and more so like a sherlock holmes-esque mm -hmm. guy uh and then you would have a clergyman like an exorcist who could that would be one of his skills that you could kind of go into his tree is like he can exercise demons uh and then a few other just like kind of <clears throat> different like laboratory technicians and, and things like that basically the, the game is you have one player be the the antagonist basically controlling all of the minions and kind of like what George said but the way that it works is that each campaign is kind of it, it would be released in a campaign setting so you get a little book and that would be the person that would be doing it uh, and the goal of each like map on the board would be uh, with board tiles you would set up kind of your city is uh, the goal is to go and investigate something that called you there like you're part of a detective agency that's like deals with otherworldly threats and you try to figure out what it is that's happening. And there's like combat gauge that the the user, like the antagonist keeps track of. And like, as your, as your investigators get closer and closer to the truth, you, you, you have like an elevated threat. And so you can place more enemies on the board. And there's a day cycle and a night cycle. And the day cycle is basically like activations, like two sets of activations for each investigator that goes around kind of investigating what's going on. And then there's the night cycle, which is two two activation phases for both the people at the the investigators and then the the adversaries. And the adversary's job is to try to kill the uh, the investigators before they figure out what's going on uh, to try and like end it. So like uh, like one of the scenarios is like there's a vampire that's turning a bunch of people into a thrall, and people are are like reporting people going missing and then coming back acting very strangely so then like the whole thing is like you try to figure out what the hell's going on with all these vampire thralls that are running around this little section of a city and then you come to find out that like oh there's like this guy's got bite marks on his neck and now all of a sudden like you know your antagonist is like okay they've discovered the bite marks i gotta deal with these people now so it's kind of like it ramps up the difficulty based on how well you're doing like if you're if you are completely clueless then you know you're not going to get anywhere by the time the fifth you know by the like the fifth round yeah. like you have until the fifth round to figure it out and then if you don't figure it out it's a failure like you don't figure it out by the time you know somebody makes off well, so damn man you got this kind of flushed out don't you well i mean yeah i was talking to mike hutchison about it pretty in length but huh, nice yeah i mean it seems uh i like the idea of bases and i may steal that from you go ahead I just like the idea of like a Phantom of the Opera role-playing game. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> so are you specifically looking to kidnap a young girl with music? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it'd be fun. Like, I don't, and I'm not even necessarily a role-playing game, but I, I think something in, that, in that world could be fun. And there probably is shit. I just haven't looked. Like, Well, I know that there's like a, a group called Opera Ghost, you know, to avoid 
copyright issues from Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, but they just use like fifth ed D and D rules. So, but I don't really think there should be like a warrior in Phantom of the Opera. It doesn't seem like it fits. So yeah, you'd have to rework it a bit. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, anyhow, um, yeah, through a loop and uh, thing I'm supposed to be, you know, bringing up, which I'll bring up now, is like what projects do you guys have or are you aware about? Uh, that you guys are looking forward and I'd say this is something that you're doing or something that you know someone else is doing doesn't really matter George do you want to go first man yeah so um, my my big thing that uh, it's it's a game that's going to be coming out soon that I'm actually really getting excited about again I was excited initially when I first heard about it and then it kind of disappeared into the limbo of uh, uncertainty that surrounded anything getting published but that's uh, Gamma Wolves by uh Ash Barker. I, yeah, Ash. I was, I was like, I was drawing a blank on his first name for some reason. And it's basically a post-apocalyptic campaign uh, mecha game. And the, okay. the idea is he designed it to be uh, model neutral. And, like, the, the I'm in the official group on Facebook, and the amount of, like, randomly people be, like, posting these amazing mechs. And I'm like, what is that? They're like, oh, it's from this Bandai Gundam kit. I, I just swapped out the weapons to make it look a little more realistic. Or I didn't swap out the ra- ra- the weapons at all. I just went with absolutely as insanely unrealistic as possible. Just like all of these insane um, mech designs. And it actually ties into another game that I'm looking forward to actually getting and painting, which is uh, Obsidian Protocol, which is a mech game that I kickstarted last year now. I feel I think it's been a while because time has no meaning. Um <laughs> But that's going to be probably delivering early next year, and I just I'm finding I'm I'm getting back to my roots of big stompy robots, which means I'll probably finally succumb to the sirens' call of Imperial Knights yep. in the near future Chaos as well. Science, mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, dude. Oof, that kind of I mean that kind of like transitions into what I'm doing because yeah, I mean I'm I'm currently working on my uh, Chaos Knights, and like I said, I'm fucking here for it. I really love Chaos Knights. I think they're really cool. Um, not, I don't like Imperial Knights as much, though, for whatever reason. It's, I don't know, I, you guys know me. I'm Chaos I, guy, so I think that's part of it. The only thing that I feel like uh, Chaos Knights are lacking is I really wish there was something that, and you, they have plenty of third-party bit sellers that, that do this sort of thing, but a little more Demon Engine-looking knights. Yeah. I yeah. wish that would have been like one of their, basically you could have done Demon Engine Knights or regular knights. I'd love to be able to give them marks. Mark of Corn, Mark of Zinch, yeah, Mark of Nurgle. Cool. You can give them different relics that are, and you know they've got like one for each. But I'd, I'd like to see some effects actually come from what the mark. Um, but yeah, it ties in because I'm doing it in the you know quote grimdark style. And so once I really figure out and you know know how to execute on the knights, I think my big hobby thing that I'm going to do is an admech army. But I'm going to do it as dark admech or dark mechanicus. So, you know, using basically the same models. So, you know, Castellans for Castellans, Catafrons for Catafrons, blah, blah, blah. But doing them in that dark style and then converting them heavily so that they're like chaotic Mechanicus. So a lot of spiky so, bits? Uh, all the time. There's spiky bits spice and grease. everywhere. Spiky and grease. <laughs> Gre- grease boys. <laughs> hazard stripes. Yeah. I'm looking for, yeah. I don't know if I'll hazard stripe them. Okay, that hazard strike, it, hazard stripes imply that you're worried about someone getting injured from that portion. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah that, like, there's no safety standards. Are there, dark are there non-hazard stripes? Yeah. 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 There is no dark OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> I see that it's been at least 458 lunar cycles since your last. <laughs> Mortal incident. 
get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Push his servitor into a fridge. <laughs> well, a furnace. <laughs> that barely counts. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. count. It's just on the daily. Um, what about you, cool. Mike? Um, so I'm excited about Stargrave by oh, Joseph McCall. Yeah. Sweet. Did you yeah. see they revealed the cover for that? Oh, yeah. That looks so nice. So yeah, Stargrave. I'm looking forward to Mike Hutchison's... Uh, He's actually sending me the playtester for their Blaster Volume 3, which is their, their league stuff for Gaslands. Yeah, you like. yeah. And he had a cool mechanic with that that we were talking about where uh, everybody gets the same amount of, like, victory stuff. Like, if you win, you get, vic- like, certain points for the season, but everybody still gets the same upgrades. Yeah, like, so they get to roll the same upgrades. So you don't table. have a runaway. So he, like, house-rolled it, so that way people still want to compete. And I think that's a really cool mechanic that I'm looking forward to checking out. Um, what else am I excited about? I'm excited about the Metal Gear board game, which I've been waiting for for three years now. Um, what else? I'm excited about Blood and Plunder. Oh, yeah. Do you play that? I'm going to be picking mm, up. The, I've, I've committed to the to Blood and Plunder. Um, and then the uh, what was that game you were talking about? The we ended up. I ended up getting a gang that I'm going to make into the Foot Clan. Uh, oh, uh, the the Undercity. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Gangs of the Undercity. Gangs I totally forgot Undercity. about that because. Yeah. Yeah, we got the starter box in your gang coming, so we're gonna have three gangs to, yeah. to give that thing a try. And I'm gonna be playing foot. Cl- I'm gonna paint them up like the foot clan. That, that's gonna from be Ninja awesome. Turtles. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking cool. <laughs> I kept trying to put together where I knew that from. I was like, "What is that? What is yeah, that? Oh. the foot clan, baby? <laughs> Running around Utter City." Uh, but yeah, so I'm kind of. I'm, I got a lot of stuff I'm excited about. Hopefully, you know. COVID being what it is has made a mess of a whole lot of logistics. So yeah, that's uh that Obsidian Protocol game was actually supposed to have delivered like the end of this year, yeah. but because they were shut down so much in manufacturing, the guys who were, who were making it, they actually it's some Chinese uh some Chinese uh I don't know what I guess 3D modelers like that's what they do right. professionally, but they were making this game when they were in college and they had like all these cool on the Kickstarter all these like cool little paper standees in their college dorm where they're playing like the prototype game and then they were like yeah we have to shut down and I, I can't leave my apartment and we're still trying to design and, and, and do our modeling stuff but we don't have the same equipment we had at the office it was just like and they finally have gotten to the point they actually are tossing in a free mech into the box like hey as a consolidation for the, the late stuff they're like here's a whole frame which nice. is yeah any component upgrade is good. So I guess the thing I'm most looking forward to, if you really want to know, is for this COVID shit to be over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that an option? Yeah, shit. that's an option. <laughs> yeah, my project I'm most looking forward to is a vaccine. I'll, yes. I'll take a vaccine, please. Yes, one vaccine. All right. uh, okay. No. <laughs> Sad. All right. Well, cool. on that note. On that happy note, happy Halloween. Um, two weeks late. That's fine. <laughs> Happy three weeks Thanksgiving, pre Thanksgiving. Happy actually, early birthday I mean, at this point, it feels like we might as well say happy end of season one. Yeah, uh, I think we're gonna have another couple of episodes because, well, actually, I don't know because this will probably actually come out after the GT episode one. Right, so that'll yeah. be this will probably be our season finale. Seven, seven. No, I think we got like one, one more, more. one more, one or two. So. Happy almost season. Happy finale. almost there. End of season Penultimate one. episode Penal- of season one. <laughs> Only three left. Like bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Only three left until we just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, like, subscribe, follow us on Tabletop Dropouts on Facebook, Instagram, 
email us at tabletopdropouts at gmail.com, but don't at me, only at Zach or George. <laughs> at Dan Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, we should. Right. Thanks for listening, I guys. I fucking tell you, man. Start something called the 40k Necromunda. I mean the the Necromunda Badcast, and only talk about 40k. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can at me, Dan. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, Baltimore. <laughs> still in bits. Aggression. We're still in bits. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Yeah.